last week we shared about faith. It is faith that pleases him. With that being said, guys, help me to welcome Benson Omondi, even as he shares. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And good morning. There are some of you are saying, hey, Ujamaa mekuja hapa mara mob. I pray that uh, we, we get something today also uh, that can help us as young people. You guys are quite encouraging because uh, I think about uh, one or so weeks ago, a lady came to me after the service and she told me, you know, whenever you, you share, I take something home. And that for a preacher is big. Because you can come here and rattle and say many things. And people go out with stories, isn't it? And, and you know, the, you remember that story and you keep on, when you meet me, you see the story. You see the struggle. But you know the story is supposed to direct you to who? To God. So that Abraham ceases to be the Abraham in the Bible, but the Abraham in the 21st century. Because they are here with us. The David that we knew becomes the David of today. And you know, God, God encouraged my heart. I told you guys, the only thing I have on this planet is God. Some of you, you might be having an inheritance. A plot somewhere, you know. Some good chamber, kahawa, those who come from central. So somehow you, you have a good base. You start very well. And you know, uh, it's important because our lives are supposed to encourage others so that you begin to see that uh, out of nothing, God can make something. This is what faith is all about. And, and without faith, I think that was the, 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 the focus last time, without faith it is impossible to please God. And that's, that's Hebrew chapter number 11, verse number 6. It's impossible. It's difficult. There is no way God can interact with us without what? Without faith. And so faith wins is a very interesting topic. I, I sat at uh, the feet of Reverend Julius this morning. And, 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 and he shared a story which I would also want to share. And then bring in my story. The reason why I like to use my stories is because I've not authenticated other stories. They might have happened, but I'm not sure. The Bible, I'm very sure. But I can use the Bible to reflect on my life and then somebody might be able to identify with that. And particularly men who are here with us. We, we, we didn't just grow up to be what we are. Somebody walked with us. There's somebody who, who calls me. I have a mentor who can call me at the middle of the night and ask me very hard questions. So because somebody walked with me, it is important that I also walk with somebody. And so when we share our story, it is a story that we have seen, we have heard, we've experienced it, and the Lord has been faithful through that. So I want to read very quickly um, Luke chapter number 8, a story that I had this morning. And I basically threw out 
the sermon had prepared, I felt I want to focus on that and just say one or two things. Uh, I have about 15 or so minutes. Uh, Luke chapter number 8 and verse 40. I'll go very quickly. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him for they were expecting him. They were expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12 years, uh, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him, touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that, uh, I know that power has gone out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not be unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. This is not a very interesting story. I can tell you that. And you only get to appreciate that when you, when you are sick. And sometimes we could say that, uh, you know, if you have a, a sickness, maybe a wound in your hands is better than maybe your leg. And then when you have now a wound at your leg, you're saying, oh, maybe I wish it was not this. It was maybe my teeth. And then you realize that actually any part of our body, however minute it is, there is usually a pain that just disorients you. And I've seen that many times when you go to hospital. Here is a chief executive officer, a man who has the money, a man who has the wealth, but pain has put them down. And they are confined to that hospital. And then you realize that now they are as helpless as anybody else. And, 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 and sickness has a way of equalizing us. Then strangely, when you go to hospital, they give you one dress. Nikweli. So you look the same. The same you see in prison. Once you go in prison, you cannot tell which, whether this was a, a senior cop or an MP. They are all looking the same. And it's very easy to go there and even think that these people maybe are ignorant. Until you begin to talk to this prisoner, then you realize you are talking to a son of a minister. You are actually talking to a minister himself. You are talking now to a, a senior somebody. Because life has a way of just equalizing people in those territories. But then... In the kingdom of God, the equalizer, the thing that makes us to be found acceptable before God, to be able to interact with God, is faith. And that's why you find very wicked people in the Bible, like Rahab who was a prostitute. But then she is put in the hall of fame. When you read uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, and they mention people who are called the fathers of faith. Tucked in right there is who? Rehab. Can you imagine? 
And so even as I was listening to God about this, I was wondering, so God, what is faith? Is it, can, it, can it only be associated to, to those who, who are doing well? Was John the Baptist a, a man of faith? Could I declare him a man of faith based on what he ate, what he drank, how he dressed, and where he lived? And in the 21st century, the sad thing is, I consider you as a man of faith if you have a 4 by 4 Nikweli? And I gave you my story. I once went uh, driving home uh, and, and after the service, I, I was given a chance to preach in my local church. And after that, my, my pastor comes to me and he greets me. He says, hey, you are a man of faith. That time he didn't know even the car was driving was a company car. And of course, the usual thing, I, I become spiritual and I said, I thank God. But inside me, I know I cannot even afford this car. So the man immediately associated faith and doing well and prosperity with a man who has a car. So what is faith? Can I, can I have faith and I'm struggling financially? Can I have faith and I'm struggling in certain areas of life? Can I be able to connect with God and I'm still struggling maybe in certain sins? You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 13 that there are certain sins that can very easily ensnare you. And we have them. There are things that we struggle with that only Omondi knows. And I keep on bringing it before God and saying, Lord, help me in this area. So, so what is faith? And why is it that faith moves God so much that a prostitute could be declared a righteous woman because of faith? Then it tells me there is something about this thing called faith. It has a way of connecting us to God. There is something that it does to God that God can then cover every other thing else and see faith in us. And we find this in this woman. This woman had suffered. Twelve years is not small time. To struggle with bleeding. And remember, it is not in the 21st century where bleeding was sorted. No. This is a woman that perhaps even as she was pushing into the crowd, she was bleeding. It was a very painful and embarrassing experience. Levitically, she was not supposed to interact with people. Very difficult circumstances. And everything within that crowd was telling her it is impossible. It is difficult. Now I want you to see point number one. That faith thrives under difficult moments. Faith thrives under difficult moments. You know, you need to sit down in heaven one day with Abraham and get to know what it means to wait for a son for 25 years. Not five years. Not six or seven. 25 years. God has promised you that you will be the father of many nations. And so sometimes when I see Abraham compromising with Sarah, I almost want to feel for him and I say, I feel you, man. I feel you. Because one, two, three, ten, I, twenty. 
Boss, nitajipanga pahali niseme bwana may God bless the work of my hand. And we find ourselves doing that many times. So 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 what is faith because you know when you look at the list and I, and I challenge you because of time to read Hebrews chapter number 11 and just look at the names of people who are there. These were strugglers. David was a struggler like any one of us. David David did heinous sins. Since that you cannot mention if I told you that my name is Benson and I'm a murderer you will not accept me in this church. Nikweli Then when you are thinking I'm done with my testimony, I'm saying by the way the wife I live with today, I killed the husband and that's my wife now. Ai mtasema hapana. Huyo boss hata siubirie. You understand? And you'll almost feel like this blood of Jesus siwezi muosha huyo. So so it makes me begin to ask God. So so what is faith? How how do you do you list David as one of the people who had what faith And I I I I I began to realize that God has used faith to equalize us that in your current situation you can reach out to God in faith in your current circumstances in your family you can reach out to God in faith because faith is the substance of the things of for The Bible says it's the evidence. It's the evidence of things that you have not even seen. And that when God begins to pick that from your life, that excites the man. That that makes the throne of God to 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 begin to respond to us. And faith goes beyond boundaries and tribes and nations. That Bible speaks of the faith that that Naaman had. When he, when the house help told him that go back to my nation there is a man of god that this kind of sickness i know that man can can do it and naman moved in faith a man that was not connected to god he has no promise of god is not a, in the covenant relationship with god and jesus mentions that and says that there are many lepers in israel but god did not heal one of them he healed who naman who was a syrian And it's possible even in a service like this that we could be many but there is one person who reaches out to God in faith. It does not matter whether it's one. God will touch that life. Say amen. amen. So so I begin to see faith in weakness, faith in struggles, faith in circumstances that are completely difficult. The life that this woman had was so difficult that she was saying whatever it is I will push whether people are, are realizing that they can pick the smell of blood and they begin to look at this woman and they wonder what are you doing here she said I will do what I'll push until I touch that man and indeed when he, he, she touched the man the heavens discovered and very quickly communicated to Jesus and said somebody is touching you somebody is reaching out there is a cry coming to us we can pick it in heaven and Jesus realized that life had come out of him the power that was resident in him was lifted because somebody was reaching out to god in faith now that is faith you don't you don't you don't cleanse your sins before you reach out to god in faith no you can cry to him under those difficult circumstances that is faith faith 
faith faith releases some 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 transformational power because it it touches God and it comes back to us in good measure and that's what you see about this list of men and women of God that reached out to God in faith so point number one there it's it's under those difficult circumstances that faith thrives faith that not thrive when you've read, you've read for your exams and you are all set and ready, then you say, now I want to go to this exam in faith. No, that is not faith. That one you have prepared well. <laughs> faith is where you are serving on Saturday. You are committed to worship. You want to ensure that on Sunday it will go well. But it's your exam week. And you suddenly realize you have only three hours. And you go to God in faith and pray, God, I'm trusting you. When you come out the other side, it's not about you. You'll tell people, it is God who has come through for me. Now that is faith. And I'm not saying that you don't read. <laughs> I don't want you to mix those two. I shared with you, I, 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 I had the privilege of going to two universities. One of them was a struggle. And it was for my father. He said, agriculture is the backbone of this country. So he insisted, I must do agriculture. So I went there and did agriculture at University of Nairobi. And after that, I began trusting God. And God opened a door for me. So I went to USIU. And in USIU, as I was going, my mentor, the former immediate uh, vice chancellor of, 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 of uh, Daystar University, Professor Washira, he told me, Benson, we are sending you into USIU as a missionary. And I went in there, very difficult circumstances. And I've shared this story for those who are in attendance somewhere, my sister, you remember? I shared this story. Very difficult circumstances. I go into this place and I'm feeling like, no, Lord, I do not want to study here. But the Lord, I could remember the voice. We are sending you there as a who? As a missionary. Very difficult circumstances. I remember when I, I, I structured the CU and now the CU chairman trying to transition it, have, had different processes to just make it like a church. And one of the things that we, all, we, we, kept, we kept on getting opposition from is the, the, the vice chancellor's office. They are saying, this is an American land. You cannot preach here. All workers in that place, a number of them were just praying, but not acting in reaching out. Now things have changed. Last year, I understand that they were given the permission to worship. But there are people who kept on praying and putting things together. But one of the things I said, that I am a man of faith, yes, but I want to study hard. So I was faithful in studying. The man who was seated here, his father-in-law then was the, a professor at USIU. And I remember one day he called me to his office and he asked me the question, Benson, who are you? Because you are the chairman of the Christian Union, you are the chairman of business association. Who are you? What, I mean, why don't you focus who a Christian Union chairman Itoshe? But I've told, I told God that if I'm going there as a missionary, then I must excel. So if you went to the, what they are calling the list of honors, and anybody in USIU? None. Former USIU? I'm going to universities, Ghani. Okay, public universities. Now, then, 
na I will tell you hata huko nilikuwa nalipiwa karo I was not able to afford that's another miracle story for another day in 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 USIU they have what they call if if you score a certain grade if you are max arranging between 80 plus it puts you immediately to the 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 grade A so they consider you as top students and so people yearn to be there because you can then get scholarship people desire always so anytime we would 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 get the results people would go to the bulletin board to just see am i appearing in the list and i was always there i kept on telling my wife because she was also there upon the and she kept on saying eh occasionally i would go to look at that list i was saying nikikukosa najua umeanza kuenda chini i don't want to marry that kind of a guy but i'm saying this in on a light way do not confuse faith for trusting god when you've not done your part so it's important so that if you are trusting god i want to be the best banker then read well take time and trust god the rest god will will take charge so i've used just that to help us to begin to see that faith thrives under very difficult circumstances circumstances that you cannot control The Bible speaks of of men who 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 God used to to raise others from the dead. That is faith now taking charge under very difficult circumstances. And the story of this lady is a story that if I had time I would take you through even historically what it meant to have that kind of uh, sickness b- b- before the children of Israel. You are the despised and chances are she had gone to different medical practitioners. But the, the situation was very difficult but the bible says that she reached out to jesus the bible does not mention anybody except the lady we do not find and the other story that i, I should have used here was a story where men took a man and put him through the roof you know that story uh-huh. luke chapter number 5 and then they brought him down The friends came together and helped him. So it was not even the faith of the man, it was the faith of the friends. And those friends are very few. We were challenged today by Reverend Julius Wainaina. Each one of you in the service list five friends that you can call at any time and they'll come to you. By a show of hands, how many of you can list very quickly four people? Aha, uh-huh. your hands down. How many can list very quickly three? Three friends. Mhm. How many can list two friends? Uh-huh. How many can list one friend? You call them and they come. Wamesikia umeshikwa uko Central Police Station they will rush there. Now how many are saying kwangu nimeangalia hata kwa hii kanisa? Sioni. How many genuinely I know that's PR So when Jesus saw this man bringing the sick people the sick patient the bible says that he was old and it's very rare that Jesus would be old at any situation the things that moved Jesus was not buildings 
There's a time they, they, they were coming out of the temple. And the Bible says the disciples drew his attention to what? The building. Because it was magnificent. And they said, Jesus, look at this. But the man was not moved. In fact, the first statement that came out of his mouth was, every stone you are seeing on each other will do what? Will come down. That is like, hey, somebody telling, look at this beautiful car. And you, instead of saying, wow, it looks nice, you tell them, by the way, even that one will come to an end. One day it will be a scrap metal. Honestly, it's like you've, you've really pricked that bubble, isn't it? But the thing that moved the man was, was when he met a centurion. And the centurion says, I have a daughter. The daughter is sick. Come do something about it. And immediately the centurion realized that Jesus is willing to respond. He says, wait a minute. Before you come, I want you to do what is within your powers. I am a commander in the army. When I call one soldier and I tell them, come they, they come. When I tell the other one, go they, they go. So even you, I know you have the authority, you have the power. Just speak a word and I know my daughter will be well. Oh, that moved Jesus. That excited him. That touched the heavens. It is faith that moves our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to begin to see then what is this faith? What is this faith? Faith says what is impossible and makes it possible. And that's why the writer of, of James chapter number 2 and verse number 17 says, he brings in another concept. It says, faith without work is dead. So you throw in works there. You throw in action. So I only know that you are a man or a woman of faith when I see what you do. No man moves from point A to point B. Because you could stand here but you don't receive your healing. But when they say now come by faith to that altar. When you move, you are moving under the many eyes that are looking at you. And, and you must to debate yourself. Do I want to go? Do I want not to go? So that movement in itself is an action of what? Of faith. That is what pleases God. So faith without action is dead. You've not even begun. And that's a concept that James brings so powerfully in James chapter number 2. You can read from 14 going all the way to 17. I want us to see something. When again I looked at the list of those who are considered as men of faith, I wondered what moved God about David and not Saul. David goes into the battlefield and the man that he sees there is Goliath. He comes back to Saul and the statement that comes out of David gives you historical experiences that the man had. So faith goes even beyond where you were. It comes to the current situation and then it, it pushes you to the future. Faith moves like that. And so when David goes before Saul and Saul begins to dress him and tells him this is how you go to the battle. But David says no. 
this cannot be for me. But he has faith in him because he says that man, the way he's defined the army of God, even for me, I will make him like, then he goes back. He goes back to two instances where he killed a lion and he killed a bear. What does he say? The way God enabled me, that's the way I will kill this man. So I want us to see faith without God into the picture. It is your effort. Faith without God into your picture, it's your effort. Let me give you an example. When a shopkeeper wakes up in the morning and goes for perishable goods, bread, milk, and they want to sell them, expiry date two days, do they have faith or don't they have? Let me get some quick responses. Yes, sir. They have why? Uh, okay. Somebody is disagreeing, and I want to hear that disagreement. Uh-huh, my sister. That's a very practical because I just want to throw in that point, and I'm done. They are taking risk. And risk is is faith. Let me ask it this way. Does the devil have faith? Remember last time I told you the the, the devil and God are not equal powers, isn't it? The devil is God's devil. You remember that statement? He's, 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 he, he operates under the authority and the whims of God. And the Bible says at the last minute, he will be thrown into the, in the, into, into the pitless pit. Uh, no, not pitless, but bottomless pit. He will be thrown right in there. So in other words, he will be closed so that his powers cannot have effect. And then Christ will rule for, for eternity. So, does the devil operate in faith? Food for thought. Now, the statement that I want you to take home is this. That there are many people in the Bible that operated in faith without even knowing they're operating in what? In faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So you see, there is no faith without being God being in the picture. Otherwise, it's just a risk. It's batunasibu. Either you get it or you don't get it. And indeed, there are people who invest. And then Kanjo comes one day and they pick everything. But there are people who can also invest and Kanjo comes, picks everything, but they have faith that tomorrow they will bounce back. And they bring it to God in prayer. Now faith takes over. So it's important to see, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So in other words, there is no faith without who? 
without God. So God must be in the equation. We cannot run away from that picture because faith, without faith, we cannot please who? We cannot please God. One of my stories that I've shared before is when I found myself under more or less the same difficult circumstances. And, and, and uh, Pastor KT asked me to share my story. You know, sometimes when we stand here, you know, and you are, you are sharing the word of God, and you say, I stay in this estate, it looks like these guys have, have really come from some very cushioned environment. But I've, 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 I know, that's why I keep on saying, the only thing I have is faith in God. If you remove that, I am empty. I was brought up in a, in an estate. Now, most of you know Shaurimoyo. Shaurimoyo, block 55, door number one. So if you go to Shauri, you, you, you know, it's like a semi-slam, right? You know, where you go to the bathroom and it's a public bathroom, unangojia mungine amalize ndio, eh, walafu ingie. Na kichelewo na mguzaguze, unasema, boss, I am here. Very difficult situations and circumstances. So I, I and you know, I, I, I did well in my exams. And when I, I had done that, my dad was just an office messenger. And because he comes from the Jewish community, the Luos, uh, <laughs> there is a pride. Thank you for laughing. It was a joke. Don't take that seriously. You know, the, the pride that that community has. No wonder the Bible says God resists the proud. And, and the, the, that I can, I, can, I can be suffering. I could be somewhere in the middle of Korogosho. But when I appear on Christmas at home, people think I'm an MCA out there. So I was suffering and, and my dad, my dad... You know, I, I, I kept on thinking, the dad that I see in December as we go home, and the dad I see surviving with us in Nairobi, they were two different people. And that troubled me for a long time. And I kept on wondering, why, why do we live here? So my heart, when I got born again, my heart began moving to God. And I kept on saying, God, take me to a place where I can be a blessing even to my community. I can be a blessing to my people. I know. I, as I was a young boy, I remember because that place we had all these criminals. I could be one of the worst criminals in this city. Because they had already even begun showing us the guns. They could, because we are boys, they could lift us, they give us a gun and, and use us to hide it in the roof. And then when they want to use it in the evening, they come for us and they put us up there, we remove the guns. And then they go out. So I was a candidate to be the worst criminal in this city. Today you would be coming to visit me in committee. So when I got born again, under very interesting circumstances, I've shared that before, my heart began reaching out to God. And so I reached a place where I'd done this university thing, but I would still come from UON and bounce back to Shaurimoyo. And people are seeing these graduates that seem to be still struggling 
very difficult circumstances. So I began reaching out to God and in prayer, God opened a door for me to go to USIU. Again, another story that I could share under very difficult circumstances. But one of the things I remember, and my brother was reminding me the other day, that I remember whenever you'd see the USIU bus pass, you'd say that is our bus. And that would really get into my sisters. But my heart was reaching out to God in what? In faith. I was seeing it. I was, I was, I was seeing myself in that university. Everything, the pocket, my dress code, viatu, everything was saying, no, Mondi, you are not going anywhere. I wanted to begin to see faith. Faith reaches out. Faith cries to God. Faith says, Lord, change my circumstances. It's impossible, but I know with you it is possible. So as I was reaching out to God in faith, God was quickening a woman in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., I didn't know. And I was praying to God, God, change my situation, change my circumstances. My dad, I know he's a messenger. When I look at his payslip, in, in the financial office, they chase him away. And I knew I must go for further studies. I'm done with this. I must go for mine. So God quickened this lady in Washington, D.C. So she sends an email to University of Nairobi. And as I'm looking for Hezron Omondi, that's my dad. The email says that I, I, I want to, to sponsor his son, whom I'm told did very well when he was graduating, but he's struggling, he cannot do masters. How they got that information, I do not know. So the lady, finally communication comes to me, and I'm being told this lady is being transferred from Washington, D.C. to Uganda. She was going to head USAID Uganda. I am so broke that, you know, I don't know how to describe how, maybe broken, not even broke. <laughs> so I'm saying, God, the miracle has come. But I'm being told to go to Uganda to get the money from this lady. I am beginning to say now, God, why did you even prophesy? Why, why are you sending me to another? Why couldn't the lady fly into Kenya? Then I join, then, then instead of joining in Uganda. So what I did, I went into a cyber cafe and I prepared a form, the usual one, for people to raise for me funds. And I began going to my family. My family members, one of my, my family members is, 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 is a lady whose father was the mayor of Kisumu. Very rich community. So I, I went to her office. She looked at the paper. First of all, she had a problem with how I've designed the paper. And I said, Apa, kuna shilling. Even in my system, I feel Apa. <laughs> so the lady told me, no, first of all, go prepare that thing well. I didn't have even the money to go back to, to the cyber cafe. So I went to God and cried again before God. And I went to another uncle of mine who was working with, uh, I think, Kampala buses those days. 
and he told me nitakusaidia you will get into that bus ni mizigo lakini katu hapo na dere mpaka ufike wapi and god has a way of orchestrating all these things and finally i found myself where in kampala difficult circumstances but i remember that you you cannot faith has nothing to do with you reaching out even to your parents god can make them look so difficult they have the money but they are not releasing it to you until you touch god then god touches them so faith is not about going directly to a man hoping that that's where your help will come from it's bouncing to god and saying god you know my circumstances difficult but then you reach out by the time i was meeting that lady she did not like the way i came i met her with the family dr ann floretta very powerful lady she paid my school fees for the entire years from first year to fourth year so i would only go to the to the office to 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 get the money that i needed to use so i said god i will serve you i will be a missionary i will read hard i will step, set up the the first cu today if you go to usiu there is a cu that elect their chairman every single year katesi asafara a man was struggling and i could have hidden myself under that and say god just enough let me go do some agriculture or something because it was for my dad i said i want to pursue the purpose for god so faith reaches out faith stretches under those difficult circumstances you still say i will go i will step forward i will do it because by faith we are pleasing god bwana asifiwe sana I use my story specifically because of two things. Number one, I was once young and now I'm not very old. <laughs> but I know any man, any woman who holds on God, there is nothing that is impossible. Any man, any woman, so long as you hold on God in faith, there is nothing impossible. Have I reached no even today I'm trusting God for certain things but I can only do that in what in faith because of time I will leave it at that but I want us to stand in the presence of the Lord The desperate circumstances sometimes you cannot even express But I just want to pray for one or two people just as we stand very quickly in, in a minute or two. And you're even wondering that Lord, I don't even know how to to bring this to you in faith. Perhaps I'm not even understanding what faith is. But draw the encouragement from those men and women that are found in that hall of faith. that they had weaknesses they had struggles but they reached out to god reach out to god you are not born again reach out to god in faith father in jesus name thank you for every heart every man every woman sometimes lord when we bring our stories to you lord it's a great reminder it's a sweet smell before you are thrown 
Because we remember where you took us from. That we were nothing, but we are now something. And even now, Lord, we have not reached. So we still reach out to you in faith. Those difficult circumstances, embarrassing situations, conditions that are impossible, things that, Lord, we've cried before you. We compare with others and we cannot see why we are and they are not. Lord, we are asking you today, those who are reaching out to you in faith, it could be a struggle in school fees that's endemic. A house rent that for some reason, Lord, never comes to an end. Parents that sometimes are difficult, Father. These are prayers that we bring to you today that help our faith, O oh God, that we may reach out to you in the name of Jesus. Subjects that we, we struggle to learn even from our colleges and universities. A boss that for some reason just hate us for no reason, Lord. We, we come to you in faith that you're able to turn around those situations and circumstances. Struggles that we have, Lord, that, that uh, seem like they will never come to an end. The struggle of prostitution, Lord, you, you enabled Rahab to come out a victorious woman and even began living among the children of Israel. There is nothing that you cannot turn around. Turn around all these situations. So we reach out to you in faith. We reach out to you in faith. We reach out to you in faith. In faith, Lord, we come. May your will be done. And may your kingdom come. And may your purpose be done upon each one of us. Lord, you have heard those whispers. You've seen those tears. You've heard those prayers. And I believe you have come. So minister to each one of us according to your will. And may out of those weaknesses rise up a testimony that will be shared on this platform that this is what the Lord has done. For the kingdom, for the power, for the glory. They are all yours now and forevermore. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Um, thank you. Let's appreciate God for using him. Something that I've picked is there are people outside there who are waiting for us to reach out to God in faith that God will touch them. I'll say the ball is on your court. It's time that we walk by faith. We don't have to understand, but we just have to walk. I want to make one announcement and then we close. Um, one of our leaders, his name is Caleb, he sent me a text and told me that he's lost his uncle. And also last week we had traveled to Meru with some of, some of the front runners here to lay Elsie, who is one of our leaders here. She lost her dad. And maybe there's someone here who has lost someone and maybe you're not in a CG or you're not anywhere in ministry and you're here. Just raise your hand before we pray. Thank you, Steve. Um, and Caleb is here. I just want us to whisper a prayer. Just whisper something to the families.
to the God who was, who is, and is to come. The God, to the God who says, you will never leave us nor forsake us. To the God who says, you stick closer than a brother. To the God who when Lazarus died, you went to the point of weeping, showing that you understand what it feels like to lose a loved one. The person next to us may never understand, may never feel what we are feeling. But Father, we can only uphold your people in prayer. So we pray, knowing that we are crying out to a God and standing together with our brothers, that Father, you will bring comfort, that Father, you will bring encouragement. Father, even with the comings of these planning meetings and every other thing, we commit it unto your mighty hand. Father, there needs to be provision. And God, you are the one who will provide not only finances, but everything that is needed. And today we stand with this too in prayer for their families. It's not easy to lose a loved one. But Father, we thank you because we find strength in you. We find peace in you. We find joy in you. We find everything that we need in you. Even as we leave this place, Lord, I pray that you put us in places where we will exercise our faith in you. I pray that as young people we will get to that place that we will stop complaining whenever things are difficult. But we will look, it, we will look at it as an opportunity that God, you want us to walk by faith so that you will reward us because we diligently seek you. Now to the God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, receive praise, glory, and honor. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming to church. Do have an amazing week.